Welcome to Witch Police Radio. This is an episode that was recorded back in the summer but hadn't been released yet. You may recognize it as being in the show's previous format, where it's driven more by a randomized song selections than by a profile of a particular artist. If you like this podcast, please support it. Go to patreon.com slash witchpolice, and you can help us improve Witch Police Radio for as little as $1 a month. All of the funds we raise on the Patreon site will be used towards uh, improving our website, upgrading our equipment, and generally making the show better for us and for the listeners. Big thanks to our patrons so far, including Iron Buddha. Enjoy the show. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network, garbagehillnetwork.com. My name is, uh, is Lousy from uh, Local Art Collective, Thieves Winnipeg. My name is Tina Cronin, also known as the Notorious TC. Also. Also. <laughs> and you're listening to... Witch Police Radio. Witch Police Radio. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm your regular host Sam, and uh, I'm here with regular host co-host Ryan. But he's also kind of the guest this week. Yeah. So yeah, um, double uh, double duty. I guess that uh, if people have been listening for a while, especially to the episodes that Ryan's been on, uh, there's often a little plug at the end about your other project. Yes, thieves. Which is thieves. Yes, thieves. And so that was just that's what we're going to talk about today. I mean, it's uh, it's not unprecedented that we have a, a host talking about their own stuff on there. I mean, we had Rob Crooks a few weeks ago, and he's been a on again, off again host since the show started. Um, John, one of the other occasional hosts, has been a guest in the past. Uh, Elliot, who co-hosts sometimes, has been on a million times. So it's kind of like floating. Other than me, everyone else kind of floats in and out yeah, of being a guest I've, or host. I've or been a guest before. You were a guest on, twice on before. A couple occasions. Before yeah. you became a host, yeah. yeah. So I don't remember. I remember one time we I, I talked about math and robbing people. Yes. I don't remember the second one was because I'm. The pretty second curious. one was with with Parsons. With Adam, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't remember what. Uh, oh, game show. And, and we he did fucked us at the end, and we didn't songs. get liquor. That's right. Right. Yeah. I always remember when you lose liquor. That's right. Yeah. 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 But anyway, you yeah. have... Okay, so you... Just before... We have another guest here, too. So maybe... Do you want to introduce yourself? And then we can... Hi, I'm Tina. I'm also a part of Thieves. This is my first time doing anything like this. would be nice to me. Cool. Um, That's so, why I got you the big glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, just to start with, then, what is Thieves, right? Because, I mean, we, I know you've plugged it before, but people haven't yeah, heard about that That's true. That and I don't but think I do a very good job plugging it. You just sort of say, hey, I have this thing, and you vaguely mention yeah. the Facebook page. Well, we're, um, we're a local three-man collective? Yes. Let's go with collective. Okay. Uh, visual artists. Yeah. Tina? Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Collective yeah. Okay, good. yeah. Um, we make and sell art and prints. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, that's it's the project that we're doing. That's the project. Yeah, that's the project. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, as people have heard before, you have a Facebook page, and people we, are, <laughs> we do. plug it a lot. Um, but, I mean, I've seen, especially your stuff, you know, probably just because I know you, but I've seen a lot of your art. Uh, a lot of people I know have it. You know, I just people who have it in their house and everything, too. Yeah, yeah. I see it online a lot, and it's cool. But, I mean, you always mention that there are more people involved in Thieves than just yourself. So, what do you do? Like, well, I mean... The listener might not know. We can get to Ryan's stuff later, but I mean, what is your role in this? Like, what kind of art do you produce? Um, I guess I specialize mostly in graphic style portraits. Okay. Um, so I kind of tend to paint people that I love. Okay. Um, 
one of my proudest pieces is a, a Joey Ramone that I have. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, yeah. And is that, like, what kind of style is that? Because I know Ryan's is very, uh, I mean, he can explain it, I'm sure, better than I can, but uh, it's very kind of graffiti-ish, a lot of it, right? I mean, how does yours differ from that? Um, it's more painterly, okay. I suppose. Like yeah. <laughs> it's what you would call uh, better. No. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Yeah, it's just like, different, uh, different. It's like somebody with talent did something <laughs> instead of a stone dude in his sweaty, dirty right. apartment. Okay, so yeah. if you're, I mean, if you're doing drastically different styles than the third person, I'm assuming is going to bring something else in entirely. Like what? That is accurate. What is the connect? Like, what is the connection between the three of you, and why are you? Why is there a collaboration? I guess like. Well, there was three of us, <laughs> and we were all doing things. So I, I said, well, would it be easier if we did things together? Not, not necessarily together, because none of us have collaborated on, on anything. Well, Zach and, I, Zach and I did some work at, uh, at Living Canvas together, okay. right? Um, and we have, we have plans to do things, but it's, I guess it's difficult when you're old and working. Yep. But uh, yeah, there's three of us, and it was just, I thought, wouldn't it be easier if we all just had like a... A thing together so that any fan base I'm doing air quotations no, that you can't them, but, see, yeah, yeah. but any fan base that we had then could see the other the stuff that others were doing right right the idea was I mean we, we were a four piece uh, at one point so the idea is to get more and more people involved but uh, aside from that I, I don't think there is really any connection so this is probably know each other probably isn't too different from the garbage hill Right. Network, where there's yeah. people doing podcasts on totally unrelated topics, but the connection is that it's people doing DIY stuff in Winnipeg. Right, right. So and, kind of and all still doing our own things as well. Like, right. Zach Scott pieces up at, at Create. Uh, <laughs> we, both, we were both invited and turned down the invitation to uh, participate in the Raw Artist Series in Winnipeg. Okay. Um, I don't even know what that is. It was, it was a show that, that's just happened. Uh, okay. Yeah. We actually, I had asked uh, the, the woman to come on the podcast right, right, right. until I discovered that they they needed me to sell $400 worth of tickets in order to participate in their event, which, uh, hey, if you could do that, fine, but yeah. I don't, uh, if, if I could sell $400 worth of something, I don't think I'd really need to be out there, you right. know, yeah, right. so... I mean, I still sell four hundred dollars tickets or something. But yeah. Right? If I could, if I could, they call it crowdsourcing. If I could crowdsource four hundred fucking dollars, amazing. I'd have a, I'd have a silk screen and like a handgun for robbing people to get more, more money. money to make more silk screens. That's, that is correct. Wow, that money would go to drugs. Right. Definitely. You don't start robbing people to not kick it up a notch drug wise. We can make hoodies. Oh man, hoodies that cover your face like a balaclava. Oh, that would be the neighbor probably disagreeing with uh, my robbery. That's okay. Yeah. For <laughs> the drug yeah. use or the... Get out of here! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, I guess, uh, you know, I, I, I can relate from the... You know, when we're talking to bands in here and stuff, in here, I mean, we go wherever we yeah. go. But uh, if we're talking to bands, I can relate a bit in bands. I get it. You know, I, I know where they're coming from. Uh, podcast, people doing journalism, media, radio, all that stuff. I'm like, I have a frame of reference. Art, I draw little cartoons that are not good. Like, I don't, I don't, so I, I'm assuming a lot of the DIYness is kind of very similar to coming from those other areas, but I don't really have a frame of reference for how one becomes an artist in Winnipeg and then actually produces things that people want to buy. Because I know a lot of people who, you know, I mean, I mean, my wife went to art school. I know lots of people who go to art school who do gra I work with graphic designers every day in my day job. Uh, a lot of people who are like, you know, do artists pr art professionally, but you guys are coming at it from like kind of a punk rock sort of angle, as far as I can tell, and how. How do you do that? I mean, how, is Winnipeg receptive to that? 
Uh, good question. Well, maybe rewind a bit beyond the receptive, whether it's receptive. Like, how do you even do that? How do you even come out? I mean, because a lot of people do art. This is the problem with. I, forgive me for going on a rant here. I know I've complained about this before, but the problem with I think the internet. The internet is obviously good for lots of things, like people hearing podcasts and stuff like that. But uh, the problem with a lot of creative um, people on the internet is. For every one person who can say do a really cool painting, take a great photo, uh, write an article, all of these things, there's 7,000 people who have no training, no practice, no experience, no talent, and they just put a watermark on whatever they're doing and throw it up on the internet. So how, how do you, well, how do you, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's what we're doing. We're taking, we're taking the, the, the proverbial food from the mouth of the, the, the trained professional. Well, if we sold anything, we, we would be. I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I guess what I mean is like, you're actively, I mean, self-taught is fine, right? I mean, yeah. self-taught and doing it well is great. Like, I mean, but there's so many people who just do shit and it's awful and they try to sell it for some inflated price and then it just kind of wrecks it for everyone else, right? I mean, how do you, how do you get, break through that to actually be doing it? Because, I mean, I know I, you, I, you anyway, you're doing a lot of stuff. I honestly, I have no explanation as to why early on any of my stuff was going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend who was doing a thing and I was doing doodles and books and he said, frame some of that and then come to this thing and we'll, we'll, we'll put it up. And, uh, and I went without, the, without price tags and intention of selling anything and then at the end of the night I had $200 for pizza and liquor. Cool. So I, thought, I just figured, fuck it, let's go a little bit further. And then <laughs> that year I got my tax return I bought a computer and a printer and I started making prints of what I was drawing instead of selling originals, which then turned into Prince of Thieves, which was the original idea, original name, right, yeah. uh, which I thought was a delicious fucking pun. I was so proud of myself. Uh, I was also a little high and drunk when I came up with it at an art show because I've been to <laughs> two or three um, in the bathroom and I came out and I was so excited. I was there. Uh, my original partner, Blair, was, was showing work and I was fucking stoked. I was like, Prince of Thieves. And he's like... Yeah, okay. I guess I was like, no, Prince, like P-R-I-N-T-S. It's a pun. He's like, oh, it's awesome. And then I came home and I set up uh, an email, no, a Facebook for it. And then, of course, I don't know why I didn't think that there was already, but there was. A Prince of, of, course, Prince of Thieves is a silkscreen, a very, very talented silkscreening uh, company out in Leeds, I want to say, in England. Okay. Uh, so, But I thought, well, that's, it's too funny because it's fucking thesis in the name, so I stole it anyway. I don't know where I was going with this. Well, okay, let's... Like, how, did, how did you get started? How did it... That's... Oh, yeah. And then it just kind of fucking uh, snowballs from there. And then where where did you fit in to this? When did you come in? You know, just support from the people in my life. Um, just everybody kind of taking a peek at what I've done in the past and just encouraging me wholeheartedly. Cool. Ryan being one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, hey... <laughs> Let's uh, let's do this thing together. And now it's a thing. And now it's a now it's a thing. Well, yeah, yeah. Now it's a thing. Cool. Well, for people who haven't heard the show before, um, we don't always we don't always talk about art, but we do always talk about music. And what, uh, uh, what is Winnipeg? Dot dot dot. Yeah, we do yeah. that too sometimes, but I don't, I don't know if that'll maybe it'll play here. Yeah. But well, anyway, we're from Winnipeg. We yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Eve's Winnipeg. Winnipeg's in the. Eve's Winnipeg. There you go. Winnipeg. It's in the. It's in the name. But every week we press a button on a computer, it gives us a, a theme word, and everyone selects songs that they can make a connection to with the theme word any way they can make the connection. There's no wrong answers, it's just uh, whatever comes to mind when you hear that word, that's, that's, the, that's the song choices. So this week we have Goat, which I like, and I know I say I like them every week, but I, I do legitimately think Goat is a pretty cool word. I think it opened up a, a lot of options when you sent it to me yesterday. Yeah. Like, yeah, my mind started dinging, so. 
So do you want to pick something first to start things off? Sure. I, I think, is this my first my first first pick? No, I think you've got a few more. Oh, okay. Well, I... Uh, Usually he goes last one. Yeah. We say this for the end. We're not to listen A lot of people don't want to listen to eight-minute noise songs with people <laughs> screaming, apparently, so we leave it for the end. Not if we're interviewing like a folk band. What's that? Not if we're interviewing like a folk band or something. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I've played... Uh, with any folk we've had, it's it's either been hip hop or, or or pop punk. I think so, yeah. So, um, but this week I'm gonna go with the hip hop train, uh, the goats, typical American. Cool song. Uh, I told you as you were coming in that that was my pick, and uh, I think you and I both agreed that we don't know any other song from the goats. It's the only song I've ever heard. About so we're we're great song though. They climb. The hell with Storm and Norman. I write rhymes black. They keep a little cool and plus they be all of that. Billy born and bred with blood straight to a head. Calling me the boys, man, I warn you that shit was dead. Military is a mockery for Odyssey. Be all you can be is just another trick that's up to sleep. Fuck, you better believe that you'll be grieving when you ain't receiving. What was promised, be astonished, cause you won't be leaving. They build you in like your skin had fins. Now you're pounding sand for another man's sin. 
To each his own, to each his own, they say. But I'ma blow a bone and you can march till the cows come home. Your life's alone, that means you read your own dome. But when you come home in a box, green drawers, green pants, green socks. Typical American kids, I think not. I'm not your typical American. All right, the goats. All right, back with the goats. Yeah, that's yeah. the goat theme. For yeah, me. wow, it was pre it was pretty direct. We probably should have looked them up during the. Had, the song. Yeah, I had something about to, to talk about. Yeah. Well, uh, all I know is that 1992 was a great time for hip hop. It's good time for everything. The, the early 90s in general, yeah, was a was a was a good time for music. So, and the goats are are definitely a a shining example of that. You know, that's one of those groups you always kind of find if you find an old VHS tape of like Rap City stuff. Yeah, because the ghost that song that yeah. everybody's on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was yeah, it was it was definitely played a lot uh, back back around. And I remember the so. cover has a kind of comic book outer space thing going on of the album cover, but I never actually bought it. Which should, I don't know if you can get it anymore. It's probably out of print by now. But I'm I'm certain you could if you I mean if you dug deep enough you could find it somewhere. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Someone's yeah. got on the internet. Someone's there is yeah. the internet. The internet has things. It does have things. Yeah. So, okay, you mentioned earlier that um, one of your goals with uh, Thieves is to kind of grow it a bit, right? In terms yeah. of more people and more... That's the hope, yeah. So, uh, who are you trying to find, I guess, and, and Any, what kind of, like... Anybody who's of, of a like mind that uh, that art should be manufactured locally, spread globally, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt if you like to get a little fucked up with us, too. Right. Um... But yeah, I, I guess the, the the general idea is just anybody who would be uh, perceptive to helping out other people and them, themselves as well. Uh, preferably from Winnipeg, I guess. What with the WPG at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess, no, that, I mean, if you're listening to this for some reason uh, and you don't happen to get out of that brown paper bag, you alcoholic cat, and you don't, uh, you don't happen to live in Winnipeg, you want to be... I mean, the, like like I said, the internet's a thing. Yeah, it's yeah. worldwide now. They have it in Brandon. <laughs> yeah, they do it in Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Probably even Nipah. What? Shit, man. I'll, I'll I'll tell you some stories about living in Nipah. <laughs> uh, when I was 16, I moved out there. I dropped out of school. I actually am surprised that you really have a story because it's one of those things. I'll tell you. Some it's one of those things that Ryan just starts yeah, yeah. to say and then. And then it off. just it never gets mentioned again. Yeah. I dropped out of high school when I was 15 to hitchhike because. Uh, yeah, because I, I tattooed punks on my knuckles, and I was like, this is it. Like, that is fucking commitment. You're done. Fuck, fuck school, fuck authority. So I got uh, I got some, like, classic Russian novels and uh, uh, oh, wow. a, a sewing needle and dental floss and just hitchhiked uh, out west. And uh, when I came home, I, I had to find something to do. So I tried to go back to school to sell weed because it was the easiest place to sell weed. It didn't work out. Uh, if you can believe that. So I moved to Nipawa with uh, with four friends to Why? work at the slaughterhouse. Oh, wow. Because, I mean, this was, this was 1997. <laughs> Why did I was getting paid idea? $16 an hour. Okay, that's cool. So oh. And we we shared a one-bedroom apartment on Main Street in Nipawa, the four of us, that cost like $300 a rent. So I worked for a week and a half, and I just said, fuck this. I don't want to work at the slaughterhouse anymore, but I made <laughs> enough money to live out there for the entire summer. So I was 16, Mohawk, 
uh, fucking army pants. I was living with with one one guy who was uh, crazy into into music in general. So that's where I discovered the Grave Diggers, Code Thirteen, like anything from from horror rap to grindcore. Yeah. And uh, all I did was sit around at home all day drinking uh, forty ounces of Old English and and skateboarding because it was it was like living for free and. Just making out with chicks because you're not their cousin and you're not another you're not an and or not an, an, a dude they've already made out with and then we would go to parties on the weekends because the girls would invite us because they liked ex- excitement of city boys we were well, first of all we were big city boys city boys are from Brandon right big city boys right. were from Winnipeg and you had punks on your knuckles and I had punks tattoo on my knuckles and a mohawk and all I would do was just skate around town picking up other guys' girlfriends. But you would get invited <laughs> get invited to these parties because they'd want to see what would happen with the big city boys. The city boys, the the Nipawanians or Nipawolonians, and then there was there's some rival fucking crosstown rivals somewhere. Shelbyville. Yeah, Shel- the Shelbyville, <laughs> but I don't remember what it was. But we we'd go to parties and with the fr- we went to a barn party, my first barn party, and I'm all excited. You get to the barn barn party and you're having fun with everybody, and then you get back to your car and somebody wrote. I don't remember what the rival town is, but somebody wrote, go back to fucking wherever, you fucking faggots. And then these guys, they're like waiting, lurking by the car, like, we got you now. And we're like, but we're from Winnipeg. And they're like, oh, shit, man. And then you give you a beer, and they're like, you guys are fucking cool as shit. That is my rambling Neva West story. Wow. And they had one, it was a one-light town. They yeah. actually had one pro- interception. Light. I lived in a one-light town for a while. Yeah. 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 Well, did you? After I was school? I, was in Ver- I went to, to Verdon. Verdon. I worked for the paper out there after yeah. college. Yeah. yeah, my my friend Dan Dan Turner. Dan, if you're listening, shout out, <laughs> big dude. Uh, he got to live in Portage Prairie. Oh, wow. he, he worked at midnight for uh, was it MTN at the time or A Channel? I think it just switched over to A Channel. And he worked at midnight shift, looking at all the screens to make sure nothing fucked oh, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and if yeah. it did, he had to hit the button or whatever. I know a guy used to do that in Winnipeg for someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a job. A, yeah, that, it, it, it is a job. I like how this just kind of devolved from talking about thieves into just like Ryan reminiscing about people. Can you just tell more stories? We can I, I've yeah, got it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've told the story of Chai Pig grabbing my dick. Right? You tell, you told that before. That one's yeah, okay. yeah, everyone's heard that one. Yeah. Um, that's about all. Now I'm, I'm out of story. You're out of story. Yeah, I'm out of, I'm out of Gus. What about, what about your time in Nipawa? Last time? <laughs> Carmen, is that? Carmen, is let's go with Carmen. <laughs> yeah. Another one light. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Town. The only thing I know about Carmen is that Ed Belfour is from there. Ah, uh, the big sorry, sign, the big like arena. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Carmen San Diego is a really good. Yeah, movie. where in the world is Carmen, Manitoba? I can do a rockapella. Yeah, yeah that's a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're all the same age. It's yeah. been it's yeah. been determined that this episode contains three people who grew up at the same yeah. time. Yeah. For sure, no yeah. one is listening to this right now. <laughs> but like, first of all, what you're interviewing your own co-host? And yeah. like, well, sometimes we have someone else here at least. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It makes it a little. So let's let's yeah. pick on Tina's yeah. stories. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, damn. Well, okay. I mean, like, uh, as far as the, this this is like for both of you guys. Uh, about both the thieves thing. About what you were saying before that you know you're you're open to anyone who's interested in coming in and collaborating and stuff. Is there? You you also said before there's not a lot of actual, legit collaborating. I mean, is it more like kind of helping each other out, getting the word out about one person's art, and that helps the other people? Is that sort of more the idea of it, or? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I would say so. And has that been successful so far like have you been kind of has there been word of mouth from one person to the next or, or the next like has that actually happened yeah you know what i have had a lot of attention that's been brought to me um since joining thieves and 
I really just have Ryan to thank. Right? I would have never had so much exposure. Cool. Well, I don't know. You should probably be thanking uh, yourself and your brushes too, though. Well, I, mean, I don't know about that. Wow. Well, all right. <laughs> all right, fun. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. It's thank, okay. Let's not thank your 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 uh, your your gifts. Yeah, I like it. Had you been? Had you I like, like it too. been selling anything before? Do you, um, this or? you just like family friends. Okay. And just like I said before. I just showing someone something, and they're like, "Oh, great! Can I buy it?" Kind yeah, of thing? yeah, I, yeah. The first thing I sold, I was commissioned to paint Elvis. Oh, that's awesome! So I like took a velvet Elvis type of <laughs> approach, and cool. Oh, yeah, that's the first thing I was cool. Doing. Yeah, I I would say velvet Elvis. Uh, if next time somebody, next time you're on a podcast, that's not being. Uh, uh, done in my apartment, and they ask you to define your style. Just say Velvet Elvis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Like well, they're like, whoa. I mean, what kind of stuff is that? Just like fucking Velvet Elvis, Velvet bitch. Elvis. Yeah, yeah. and then pour a drink on the ground and walk out. <laughs> All I can think of is that Kids in the Hall sketch, and has a baby duck. Yeah, it's the fine wine. Can you uh, can you give us a play by play of that uh, that skit? Oh my goodness, it's been a long time. Wait, Baby Duck the Wine? Is that, is yeah, that what we're getting yeah, at? It's a, I have Baby Duck stories too. <laughs> I feel like everybody has Baby Duck stories. <laughs> I had to call the LC once to ask them how much a bottle of Baby Duck was after tax. And they were like, well, the small one or the big one? I was like, the fucking big one, bitch. And then, uh, is, that, is Baby Duck still a thing? Yeah. Still, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know now. This was uh, Stephanie and I just met, so it would have been about six years ago. And uh, Stephanie and I then went to the LC and spent like the last little bit of money we had on, on Baby Duck. And then I think made out like in, in public or something. <laughs> Seems like it goes hand in hand making out in public and baby duck. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure anybody who's uh, who's drank baby duck with their their partner or uh, somebody they're sexually attracted to is made out in public. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a steadfast rule. Well, when I was uh, when I first moved out on my own, like when I was living in uh, one light town, I moved out right after school. I moved out like to get a job at a newspaper. Right. And everyone in that town was uh, it's not a very nice town, but everyone in the town was like over thirty. Or like because or were kids because everyone who was you know between the ages of eighteen got the fuck and, like, out. Thirty, yeah, you just get the fuck out, right? Yeah. So like, there was nothing for me to do really. Like after you know I was stuck there most of the time because I had to live there to work there. It was you know it's far enough away from Winnipeg that it wasn't. So I used to there was an LC there and I used to go there and I would just buy whatever wine was the cheapest. <laughs> and I was like I was a big fan of Hochtaller and uh, this other one that I can't even remember it was another German name. And they were the one if it came in a box I'm like, okay. Yes. <laughs> Give me that. And that was it was ridiculous now. Like I'm sure it tasted disgusting. But as like a nineteen year old you know, who is hanging out doing nothing in like a... You just force yourself to get through the first, like, half a glass and then it's all gravy. Because it's like, I can use the rest of this money I have to go to the one Subway restaurant in town <laughs> and buy a sandwich versus buying actually good alcohol or not even buying it at all. I'm not, you know, but yeah. Subway. I understand the baby duck thing. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah baby duck. Yeah. Baby duck's a thing, much yeah. like the internet. Yeah. I, I don't was... know if that... Oh, yes. Phone's on. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, don't be... Hey, who is it? <laughs> it's an alarm. Ah! Oh, you have an alarm set for 9.30 on a Monday night. Well, you know I'm not going to uh, edit that out either because I'm going to forget about it by the time I get around to editing the show. Do, so. do, do, do. Uh, it would have been better if we could have got someone on speakerphone. <laughs> Ask them if they've ever been to Nipawa. Um, <laughs> Maybe we should just do that like every once in a while. Just, just, an episode have, where just have the phone, the phone yeah. episodes. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. no. So as, um, as a man who travels to various locations to interview people for podcasts, well, you uh, do this also. generally about music, <laughs> yeah. what, uh, what's it like to have to sit down uh, on like a, a stinky old couch <laughs> and talk to people about uh, art instead of uh, music? That's you know fun. what I mean? Like you said that you don't really have a frame of reference, but obviously you've done this 
couple times with visual artists, uh, yeah. graphic designers, yeah. uh, show posters. Graphic designers, graphic designers are different because because like, you do. I mean, I work. I, I have a communications job. I, you know, when I went to journalism school. I do a lot of things that where I work with graphic designers. So I mean, my mom was a graphic designer. I was you know, kid. Well, is too. there not an aspect in the creative communications class like a, a course? Uh, like part of the course is graphic design. No, there's a, it's advertising. Advertising. But there's, okay. there, there's like there is a graphic design course that is closely related but not quite related. Right. That used to be called Ad Art, and now it's called graphic design. And I think it is incorporated somehow with Greekon now, but that was 15 years ago. So. Right. Right. But graphic design, I get because it's a commercial aspect to it. To it, you know what I mean? Like I, uh, I've worked with graphic designers on on work, day job work all the time, like every day. I Big mix-up poster. Big mix-up poster. Example. Guy who did the poster is a graphic beautiful, designer. Beautiful work. Yeah, I don't. I don't know your name, but His if you're Eric. listening, which I doubt you are, uh, sorry. His name's Eric. He did a great job. Eric. Yeah. So, but well, that sounds like a dick's name. <laughs> sorry, Sam. Go on. But yeah, from that side of things, right? Like graphic design is very different. But like actual art, art, I I know what I like, and I don't know why I like it, and I don't have any talent for it. I, I mean, I'm in the exact same boat. Like, if you've seen any of the early posters of live Witch Police shows, you'll understand <laughs> that I don't have any talent for it. But I do it anyway because it's fun. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's it's harder for me to talk about because music is an instant, like, kind of... Uh, right. Someone says that their band was influenced by bleh, I pull it out of my stupid encyclopedia brain of, like, random facts, and I know the name of that album that that, that band did in 73 or something. And there's instant, like, boom, we can talk about this. I've never heard that bleh album before. You know what I mean, though, right? I'm I didn't like, know they were making records in 73 still. No, 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 that was, that was their, their first early period. Oh! <laughs> I, am I thinking of blog? I don't know. Oh, okay. Know. But you know what I mean? Like, people yeah. listen, to, listen to the show before, I will often just pull some random fact about some band out, and then it kind of goes on a tangent, right? And it's like, changes the maybe the, the conversation a little bit, and then it goes from there. But when it's something like this, or, I mean, we did that comedy episode about Hudblock, <laughs> I'm right. out of my element, and it's, right. uh, I can come up with questions, but I don't necessarily have the same depth of knowledge to do it. And with this, I think that, like, the DIY aspect of it, and the kind of punk rock, punk rock vibe of it, is, I get because it's not too far off from what we're doing here. Like right. recording interviews and yeah. putting them on the internet and hoping someone listens to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, hoping that somebody hoping that somebody buys yeah, it. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's cool. I, I I like the idea of expanding this show, like because we're getting so meta and self-referential here anyway. Like <laughs> I like the idea of expanding this show to include more creative Absolutely. things that people are doing in Winnipeg. And we have done that a little bit, I think. But and I I'm I'm liking going with the what is, the what is Winnipeg idea in the back of my head. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of times it does boil down to we we have a, a pretty unique city. Yeah. Uh, with a large, a large scene for arts in general totally. that, uh, like, uh, that is is smothered out on on a larger on a larger scale most of the time. So uh, I'm I'm liking that explore the yeah. exploratory part too. Okay, I do have some other stuff I actually want to ask you about. Oh, we so have questions. But we're gonna pick a song. Let's pick a song. Uh, let's pick a song right here, and uh, something just flashed on the recorder. I hope that's important. Um, anyway, maybe we got a text message. On this recorder that yeah. has the phone? Man, he could be popular. <laughs> yeah, don't He's from Olympus. I don't think it has a Wi-Fi capabilities. Or... Well, he could he, he could have friends somewhere. Okay. <laughs> so I do have real questions I want to ask you. All right. Uh, but before that, I'm going to pick another song because it's been a pretty yes. long uh, okay. conversation about Nipawa and Baby Duck and all kinds of stuff. So uh, I'm going to pick a local band because this show likes to promote local music. And uh, there's a record that Ken Mode put out in whatever year this is, uh, a few years back, called Mennonite. Uh, came on three seven inches. They're very interestingly colored, and their last song on the album is called "The Goat." They're they so, put records together so well. Those guys, unbelievable packaging. Yeah. Always the artist, fantastic. Always, uh, always. Yeah. yeah, and uh, they're great too. They're one of my favorite oh, bands. Like absolutely. Since I first heard them in ninety 
899. They've been doing it a long time as well. Yeah. 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 So yeah, and, yeah. Then, and we had we had Jesse on the show before. Uh, hopefully at some point we can get them on again. I know they're you know they tour like maniacs and. Uh, well, and I believe uh, last I've read they've restarted, rekindled their love of accounting. Yeah, they have an accounting <laughs> uh, as far as I understand, company for bands like where they yeah. like yeah, provide which accounting services, which is amazing. Well, yeah, cool because I think it's a it's an aspect. I mean, the, when you take your your band as a business, it's an aspect that a lot of people have no frame of reference. No, for, they don't, right? No idea. Yeah. So coming from from both places, uh, accounting background, and obviously one of the most successful bands to come out of our city. Uh, yeah, and especially in like the heavy kind of hardcore yeah, noise punk right? metal that kind of yeah. yeah. So anyway, the song's called anyway. "Goat." It's a great song. Uh, I really like this album. I think it's kind of underappreciated, I guess, in their catalog because it came out on three seven inches and uh, it also came out on tape. And I just don't think people picked it up maybe as readily as buying the CD or or, know, a, or a full, full length. length. Yeah, yeah. So right. Anyway. You got to flip the record twice instead of yeah three records. But it's called Mennonite. It's great, and the song is called "Goat." So if it's a thing.
right, so if we're trying to make this uh, episode even more unlistenable, that was that eight-minute uh, yeah. song in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the episode. But I mean, I love I love Ken Mo. They're so yeah, good. Uh, yeah. And it's almost ten years old. This record, right? We were, we were talking about. I love a noise, uh, a, a nine-minute-long noise song because you always know that there's five minutes of of outro. Yeah. And that it's it's going to be such a, a contrast to the song itself that it's uh, it always makes me really happy. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it closes off the album too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's it's, cool. uh, it's a it's a smart way to go. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I I don't play enough local bands on here. I think I mean, we interview a lot of local bands, but actually playing them is kind of rare, right? Because the, the, the theme work. Yeah, makes you, it and, to... well, and yeah, you generally don't. Uh, yeah, theme theme word makes for random randomness, and also you generally don't. You're not going to find a lot of. You don't want to get the cross contamination, right? <laughs> you know, it's Winnipeg. So many people have played in, in bands with one right, another. Right, 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 right. It, it gets. It's you don't want to pull some great CD you have from some band from 15 years ago in terms of the guy sitting next to you was actually in that band. Yeah, right. And you feel like an asshole. Or, or that drummer banged his girlfriend. I don't know why the drummer. Like, the drummer was having tons of sex. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the drummer banged his girlfriend or something, right? And then you pull up all these bad memories or. Yeah, something. right, right. right. Yeah. And then, then, then the whole thing turns to things a horrible Yeah, thing. right. And then you're Down fucking. You You've got the Nipah Crosstown rival bad yeah. blood going on. Shelbyville, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. surprised we haven't had anyone walk out of a podcast ever. Because there's never been like 100, this is about getting close to 200 episodes. 200. And there has not been anyone uh, who's really been like, I mean, I don't know why anyone get pissed off. I'm asking them about their own work, right? So yeah. Like, uh, well, it's, we're not exactly doing hard hitting questions, right? Not really, no. Yeah. No. We, don't, we don't get into a lot of like, uh, We'll wear a show on the doll where he touched you, kind of shit. Right. Well, I should hope not. Well, okay. I don't know who we're talking to. That would be relevant, but I don't know. But I do have one of those dolls kicking around somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Unrelated. Is there a specific doll unrelated incident. So like the C. Johansson Robaxis. Oh, those dolls. dolls. <laughs> totally. Yeah. They, I, they have them at the dollar store. They do, and now I'm gonna get one. That's that's my my mission tomorrow. Oh man. Okay, uh, what I actually wanted to ask you before that eight minute song and before the Robax is that is uh <laughs> like there's obviously a lot of places where art is shown in Winnipeg. There's tons of little tiny galleries and lofts and things with like and you always hear about them, right? You you obviously not now, but you used to open up uptown and there'd be a whole shit ton of art listings and things like that. And it would be like places you never even heard of and all that, right? So where I mean, first of all Question part A, how much involvement do you guys have with the art scene, whatever it is, in Winnipeg? And then part B, we'll start with part A. We'll start with, we'll start with part <laughs> so A. So I can think of a part B while you guys are Okay, all right. Um, as for myself, I've had, I don't know, two or three, two or three shows that I've, I've participated in. Um, it's an aspect uh, I feel for not only myself personally, but Thieves as a whole that that is lacking, okay. and something that we have definitely decided we need to pursue further. However, being in your thirties, day job, uh, your your personal side to to what you're trying to do, uh, and, and and exposure in that sense, and then trying to get together to to organize it uh, a little bit more it does become a, I would say a little on the complicated side uh, so it is it's something that we need to pursue further not just getting ourselves involved in but going and supporting uh, local other local artists uh, and shows as well is that just kind of a matter of getting yourself kind of known in the community sort of thing like like, so, you know, you're there, hey, there's this guy who's been in the last three shows, like... That would definitely but, be advantageous, but also, I... I don't know, I've spent a lot of time sitting inside and paint holes and... Right. K-holes and weed <laughs> holes and uh, hungover holes to the point where, uh... 
I, it, I do somewhat ex- exclude myself from, from something that I, I find so in, invigorating, uh, and it's something that I definitely have to change. Is that the same for you? Like, do you spend a lot of time involved in art events and things like that? Or? I don't, you know, and I feel like I've wasted my summer um, having the time off from work. Um, but like Ryan said, this is something that we need to pursue further. Yeah. And I'm really excited to do that. Cool. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, at this point, with the three of us uh, participating, we're not even a year into the actual right. project, just right? creating a lot of so, pieces and building our repertoire. Right. Which, so we have something to show, right? <laughs> but we've both wasted a summer. I, I'm laid <laughs> off for the summer. Uh, You're, yeah. uh, I, what, I, I guess a summer break. Laid off. They call it laid, laid off. Like, I don't know what they call it. it. Edu- what is that? I guess technically laid off right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had all of these great intentions. Uh, I was going time. to Summer's spend time at my buddy's tattoo shop, learn to set up machines and see how the process works there. I was going to volunteer my time at a, at a framing gallery so I could learn how to properly frame because everything I do is fucking lopsided. I remember hearing that from you, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to still screen. I was going to start doing some hoodies and shirts for bootleg shits for bands in the city. And then... Uh, if you do make a Globthorn hoodie, please. Yeah, please. Please, Globthorn. Uh, if you're listening, get at me. But uh, instead, I've just been smoking a lot of dope and fucking watching Scooby-Doo. Like, a lot of Scooby-Doo. You know what? I also watch a lot of Scooby-Doo, but that's because I have children who love Scooby-Doo. Man, if you don't love Scooby-Doo... I shouldn't get into wacky ultimatums, but... Scooby-Doo is fantastic. Scooby-Doo. It's Scooby-Doo. Just fucking do it. Okay, the part B to that question is, is there... Do you think there's a barrier to entry for someone doing a DIY like you do, like like all the three of you are doing this, that makes it harder to get into that? Because, I mean, I know there's obviously a very, very kind of set existing art community there's people you know who are involved in getting grants and things there's people involved in arts organizations and all these different galleries and buildings and clubs and whatever like is there kind of uh does it seem daunting to get into that world or well all of the rejection emails i've gotten have been very nicely worded um that is pretty much the definition of my my attempts of trying to get us up on walls or or myself to hop on shows um Every, every single rejection has been very polite with a, with a maybe next time clause. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But does that make it better or worse, though? I mean, does it make it like, would you rather have them tell you to fuck off, we hate it? Or, like, is it... I honestly, I think I would rather have somebody just tell me to fuck off because uh, they hate it. Or, or come back, you know, in a couple years when you've, when you've developed uh, a, a bit more skill in what you're doing. Uh, instead of like, oh, yeah, no, when there's open space on the wall, we'll get back to you. Uh, and then checking your emails every day and not hearing back from you. Right. But I mean, at that, at the same time, we could, we could get together and fucking put a show on. I suppose. I thought that was in the works at one point. That 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 was in the works <laughs> at, at one point, and then that offer came up from that woman for that right. that spot at uh, at their their launch there, and then I just kind of yeah, ate some weed cookies and fucking took a nap. <laughs> But there's right. still time, yeah. right? Like, we're still doing, oh. we're still... I'm not even 35 yet. That leaves <laughs> yeah. me at least 35 more years. By the time people hear this, you're probably 35, though. What's that? By the time people hear this, you're By the time people hear this, I will probably be 36. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> we're just going to sit on this show. This episode's not going to come out. We're going to sit on it until there's, like, a week we have absolutely nothing. Until <laughs> I lose my foot to diabetes or something, you know, and then people will be interested in me, and then we'll drop it. Oh, yeah, you know, or Glob, Globthorn reunion tour, uh, 2036, <laughs> and they'll be like, oh shit, man, we never even heard your podcast. And I'll be like, that's good, we didn't drop it. Like, my single, dropped the podcast, Globthorn, 2003. 2003? Yeah, I'm that'll really be the reunion tour. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. the 2003 edition of Blobthorn is reuniting you. No, 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 no. DeLorean, 88 MPH, blah, 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 flux capacitor. <laughs> Boom. Back 2003. Dropped a single. Uh, that's how I got it. Do you guys want to pick another song? Do you want to pick a song? I, I ran out of steam <laughs> yeah. on that one. Um, when I heard the word goat, I automatically thought of Goat's Head Soup, the album by the Rolling Stones, and obviously the single everyone knows off of it, Angie. Cool. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I, well, I, okay, I came in here with this album. I was so excited. I showed Ryan. I was like, hey, I have Goat's Head Soup. Yeah. Look at this. We're going to listen to it. Well, I recognize it from across the room. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. It's a recognizable album. Definitely. And he looked at me and said, I don't know any of the songs. I, uh, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, you know, you know two. I'm like, you know at least two. There. I know a Dude, person. My, my friend Adam was married to a woman named Angie. But you know the song. <laughs> okay, well, Everyone I beg to differ. Everyone knows Angie. Everyone knows she gets around, Angie. Like, poor Angie. I think we need to listen to the song. Before, earlier in the day, before we were off air, you mentioned that you don't think you know more than four Rolling Stone songs. That's right. I think we need to get into this in a minute, but listen to Angie first, okay. and then you will let us know that, yes, you do indeed know the song. Yeah, and, and be honest, be honest. And then we can list a few other songs that you probably know. That All right, let's go with fucking Angie and see what the fuck. <laughs>
Wait, so you know the song? Uh, yeah, yeah. It turns it turns out I do. Um, so, do but you... I mean, the Stones are a fairly new project, <laughs> so it's you know I think they have a lot of time to really develop uh, their own sound and maybe some songs I'll recognize. Do you concede that you may know other Rolling Stone songs? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I'm not saying I don't know any Rolling, but like when somebody says Rolling Stones, I'm not immediately like, oh, they wrote th- that song. I I can't think of a fucking single song right now. The worst one that is coming to mind that everybody knows is just Start Me Up. It's like the yeah, first yeah, yeah. one. It's in so start many ads. Well, yeah. it was on the when Microsoft when Windows put the Windows ninety five, they had "Start Me Up" as the theme song. Okay, first of all, Windows ninety five. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. I know. Okay, I know even less about Windows ninety five apparently than I do the these uh, Rolling Stone young men. Uh, the the singer is a, uh, a, a handsome lady. She's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she's no uh, Stephanie Tyler. From uh, <laughs> from the, the the Armageddon band, she's a but yes, yeah, she's a handsome. <laughs> but what are her views on housekeeping? That's a weird comment. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I think the Stones are one of those bands. I'm not, I wouldn't even say that I like them very much, but like, I mean, I know so much of their, you know, like I'm not. I, I have a couple albums, and I very rarely listen to them. But I, I, I know them. Like I, I hear this is probably 20, 30 songs. I hear it, and it's like, oh yeah. Okay. I always see that. Uh, the one with the the the, the, the uh, at the U section of the the record store, the LP with the, <laughs> the many the many faces on it. Is that the Rolling Stones? The many like, faces. Yeah, there's like a ton of little tiny faces. Too? Oh, some girls. Yeah, a bunch sure. Of the faces of the old ads. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with let's go with some girls. Sure. I think. Yeah, I, uh, but I see I see frequently. So I mean, uh, I how did I? The best description I've ever heard of the Rolling Stones is uh, they're like. Uh, Girls at a at a bar at three a.m. There's like there's not there's a you've got a lot of of them, but not very many of them are are really particularly you know uh, tens out of tens. Right, so they have a lot of songs I, I, because they're nine yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah, right. They've got like what? How many studio albums, guys? Come on, tell me what about you know, Wait, 30? wait, wait, at least. At least 30? I think I'd say at least 30, yeah. Okay, sure. you know what? I got a phone, I'm gonna Google this. I, I think you're wrong, but... Let's play a game like, uh, beans, jelly beans in the, in the jar. So, how, 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 let's take rough estimates. I said 50. 50? I'm going 42. Jesus Christ, guys! Yeah. Studio albums. Alright, let's do this. Because they had a bunch at the beginning when they were starting out, there was like tons of little weird albums. The Rolling Stones, studio albums, the, fuck off Olympics. First of all, how am I the how am I the only one who thinks that uh, the Winter Olympics are much more uh, important? They are than the fucking Summer Olympics. Well, because Canada has much hands in the Summer Olympics. Did I break his leg? That was crazy. Oh, what? Insane. Was it a, was it a bike riding? Gymnast. Oh, gymnast. He did like a flip and then just landed. <laughs> oh, that thing bends all sideways. Fuck. Did he? What, he what's a, what's a gymnast like saying? Yeah. Oh, like it's Did he stick landing? Opposite direction. What? Did he stick landing or did he no, just fall the fuck over? His leg broke. broke. His leg actually broke on the landing. Well, I wasn't there. The Simpsons make a reference in. Uh, like to the the Chinese gymnast or whatever breaking yes. his leg and sticking the landing. Oh, I could Studio see albums. Okay, you had. Sketch oh yeah, yeah. When he's lifting the weights. You had fifty and you had forty. Forty-two. Okay, and I said thirty. Remember my first stab in the dark. <laughs> Twenty-nine. Really? That's it. Yes. Oh, I'm right. shocked. I'm Twenty-nine. Studio albums. albums. What about albums? Like? If you okay, live, live albums are twenty-one. Yeah. There you go. Live albums twenty-one, studio albums twenty-nine. So that puts Tina at exactly fifty. Fuck yes. Wow. Holy fucking shit. But I gotta say, okay, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell another long rambling Ron story. It's uh, it involves this uh, sporting event called 
the football one in America, whatever the Super fuck Bowl? that thing's called. Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl. Um, and it was a few years ago, and it was the Denver Broncos and uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, this is that is how much I know about football. I know the two teams that were playing in the Denver Super Cup. Broncos. So, uh, yeah, the Denver Broncos and the Denver Broncos. That's like all I know about the Denver Broncos is that. Yeah. But but now they're they're a very good uh, football. Do you call it American football football clubs? Teams, I think. Teams, yeah. whatever. So the, the and they were like the Seahawks. I, I don't know if that was their first time ever even getting to a Super Bowl. Whatever. It was the year that they won anyway. And then in the morning, all my friends are the the football guys. Do the fantasy football. They talk the technical shit when you're. Over, well, I'm not allowed to go over anymore because apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I cheer at the wrong time and I really fuck up their cheat. <laughs> but I was at uh, so I'm not allowed to watch the Super Bowl with them definitely. But I was over at the in-laws watching uh, with Stephanie's father, and uh, he was. Dra- let's just go with drunk. He was drunk and rapidly supporting the the, the Denver Broncos. And uh, I woke up in the morning and I said, I don't know. I'm gonna say it's gonna be like 43 to seven Seattle Seahawks to all my friends. Like you're a fucking idiot. And then the score was like 39 six or something for the Seattle Seahawks in the end. And I actually got this is when they banished me from coming to all games because I got into the shit talking mode. Right, which is what what the boys do when they're watching football. So I got. A group call and put everybody on a speakerphone and just fucking like went off on them. I'm like, yeah, who's the fucking idiot now? You guys are a bunch of assholes. And anyway, they hung up on me and now I'm not allowed to hang out with, with them and watch uh, watch the football. How does this fit with the Rolling Stones? <laughs> they play. Oh, because I, I guesstimated 30. I guesstimated oh, 30 studio, oh, And I was only. I was thinking maybe they played the halftime show or something they like that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, just, I think the halftime show might have been. Was that the Red Hot Chili Peppers? I have no idea. The Red Hot, I could not tell you. Yeah. Anyway, that was, yeah, because it was like a random guesstimation of something I don't know a lot about, and I actually came bizarrely close. Yeah. So, I, I told you it was rambling, so I gotta say, this episode might win an award for the lo- least amount of downloads. Oh, totally. <laughs> Let's hope so. This is right up there with the one with Al, where he's eating a sandwich for the first half of the episode from like 2013, 12, maybe, 2013. I'll take the blame, fellas. I'll take, I'll take the blame. Well, I think Ryan needs to take the blame. <laughs> <laughs> I think the blame. I haven't had a sandwich all day, and now I want to make one for the last segment of this podcast. Well, this is the last segment of the podcast. Okay, so... Um, it's pickle fast. Okay, so should, uh, are, are, should we just cut this now? No, no, we no. Gonna, we're no? going we're gonna, to... Okay, I mean, we kind of talked about what you guys do a little bit. Oh. And, uh, but, but it's right. now, now it's plug time, right? We're getting close to the end of the show. Okay, so, so plug like, time. If yeah. someone is hearing us, if someone has made it to this point, and is still interested in what you guys actually do and what we're actually supposed to be talking about here what do they do how do they find thieves winnipeg well we as of as of right now we just have the facebook page uh which is thieves wpg uh uh i don't know why i'm making that noise and now i'm fuck okay so yeah we've got the we've got the facebook page um i keep saying like my summer is supposed to be sent manufacturing like an online store and uh getting instagram and like some sort of brand recognition further than that but I, i i haven't so Facebook. You can also search the hashtag Thieves Winnipeg. I've done that a couple times. Uh, usually when I'm high and bored, and uh, it it does come up. I can make sure that I hashtag some of my. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, sure. which I mean, is there? I mean, know. is there content from all three people on the Thieves Winnipeg Facebook? Yes, you can see. Yes, yes absolutely. And you can you can see the 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 varied uh, styles that right. that the three of us uh, bring bring to the table. So that's the way uh, that's the way to do it. Search the hashtag. Uh, check out the Facebook. Listen to this podcast. Here you plug because it sometimes I plug it at, at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Is there any? I mean, individually, do you have anything? Well, to, uh, I mean, I've got I've got my Instagram at nineteen nineteen, and and Tina's got hers. I have mine as well, but it's more of like a personal. Oh. Not an art. Do you have an art? Any kind of art-related uh, social media or anything like that? I or? don't. Just the thieves Winnipeg. Thieves Winnipeg. Yeah. So that's that's the place. That's, 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 the, that's the place to do it. Yeah, thieves Winnipeg. So cool. Check it out. And if you want to hear more episodes of this show, uh, they maybe not are not so rambling and <laughs> less Nebo references and things like that. But you can go to uh, witchpolice.com, click on podcasts. You just alienated all of our Nebo fan base. <laughs> I hope we have a You know, fan I'm base. trying to represent Nebo. I don't know. I can't remember what the fuck. Well, I just said Nebo as a joke, and then you turns out you actually had a story with Nebo, which was kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if the reason. Is, <laughs> This is better than the first time I got to finger bang a chick. <laughs> this podcast is or Nipoy? This episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, if you want to hear more episodes of this show that maybe aren't about this, uh, you can go to click on podcasts. There's probably close to 200 episodes by the time you hear this, or if we wait for a year or so, it'll be like closer to 300. But um, you can check them out. They're all free for download and streaming. You can check us out on UMFM 101.5 on Sunday nights at midnight, which is like the best time to listen to the radio, apparently. Absolutely. Because, you know, what else are you going to do? Um, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Just look up Witch Police. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be there. Yeah. You're going to find it. And you can uh, see us live at a couple things. A few things coming we up. We do. We've got some we big things, things coming shows. up. Not awesome. just only this month, but in the next couple, or this, yeah, this month yeah, particularly. Two things this month. In the next few yeah. months. Yeah. Which is cool because we really like doing the live shows, and I think that um, they've been fun and they've been really popular too. Not maybe not popularly intended, but popular downloads. Like Which I was I was telling Steph yesterday. It was, it's the fucking weirdest thing. We'll get a thousand downloads of it. But we'll get 15 people yeah, coming up. Yeah. So I'll be there. Hopefully, to, to fantastic. We'll fantastic. There. Hopefully yeah. we get more people coming out to these because uh, they're a lot of fun. And it, it's, I mean, you can listen to this. If you're a regular listener of the show, you hear us jammering away in your ear, like in your ear hole <laughs> about whatever. <laughs> in your ear hole. Yeah. But like, and interviewing people. But when it's on stage, it's more fun. You get live performances a lot of the time. You get kind of like interesting things happening. And it's just a totally different dynamic. So we hope people come out. Uh, the first one we're doing, uh, the, ne- uh, the next one coming up, is August 27th in the morning. It's a Saturday morning. Uh, we're going to be at Shine On Festival of Music and Art. And we're going to be interviewing people on, uh, I can't remember the name of the stage, but we're going to actually be doing live podcasting. Which uh, I'm, I'm very excited for. I don't, know, I don't know who we're interviewing yet. It'll be posted on the Witch Please site before the show once we have that figured out. But Do you know what seating arrangements are, are like? like do I have I, no idea. Do I get a cozy chair? I have no idea. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll borrow one of those anti-gravity chairs from uh, Steph's old man there. I'll get real cozy with it. I feel like this is going to be kind of... Uh, see, all the other shows we've done that are live are very much organized by us. Or yes. at least I, I have some kind of weird role in it where I'm freaking out about it and planning. This is totally out of my hands. So we're going to show up and they're going to be like, here's who you're interviewing. And we're going to talk... And it's going to be performers who are actually at the festival, which is cool. It's yeah. not just some random guy. We're not just walking around with a microphone and a tape recorder like, hey, what do you think about this? It's actually like a <laughs> sanctioned on the stage. You there. It yeah. appears you haven't slept in a couple of days. <laughs> right. Would what you care to join us and discuss yeah. uh, some things that you don't really uh, care about? Right. So, I mean, there's a huge, ridiculous lineup of local bands at that festival. Oh, a lot of fun. whom we've actually talked to before. Yes. So, we may be getting some yeah. return guests. Yeah. Perhaps. Well, well, we've got our friends Greek Riots out there. Yeah. For sure. There's a lot, so, a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a ton of it's fun. It's going to be cool. Then, yeah. two days after that, uh, we're at the Park Theater oh. uh, for the Big Mix Up Part 2. Big Mix Up Part 2 or Volume 2? Whatever. 2. Okay, 2. <laughs> it's a number, right? The, sec- the, second, the second Big Mix Up, uh, if you haven't heard of the Big Mix Up before, and I mean, there's really no reason you should have. Uh, well, except for all the the TV and radio spots we did. That's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, it was the one TV spot. Local yeah. access and, and college radio. So and was a bunch I, of newspapers and shit, too. What's that? Oh, a bunch of newspapers and shit, too. That's true. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we, we, so uh, if you missed any of the publicity we were doing for the first one, the second one is the same premise. We have about 15 or so local musicians, all different genres, all different instruments, and they are all thrown together randomly and forced to perform music based on whatever the audience yells. 
Yes. Which is awesome. So it's like it's completely random. Uh, people in the crowd suggest a genre of music and they suggest a theme, and the band made up of random people who've never played together before has to do that on the spot and figure out what they're doing. Tons of fun. Which is awesome. It's really so, cool. Wow, the first one was tons of fun. This one will also be tons this of fun. Totally new band. Uh, mostly made up of people who've been on the show in the past, and like we said before, we're closing in on 200 episodes soon, so there's if a lot to choose from. We got a pool. Yeah, a pool. a pool. So that's uh, August 29th at the Park Theater. It's a Monday night. We really want people to come out to that one. Um, Cover this time? Cover this time. $8. The most awkward amount to have any change for. <laughs> yeah, which we discovered last time. Sam, if you bring in a change, you're like, uh Yeah, shit. we didn't realize we needed to float. So, so everybody fun. paying, right, of course, gets a, a minimum of $2 back. So. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it breaks down to to what fifty cents a, a musician. Probably yeah, because it's fucking crazy. It's crazy, it and these are all actually really good local artists too. I mean, to, to, that's what blew me away last time was just the amount of talent that that you can see coming out of these yeah. people. Like, it really, it's it's a fucking fun time. The fact that they got thrown in these situations where it was just a ridiculous theme and a ridiculous genre of music, and they made it work. What's up with some asshole yelled acapella? They did not play a song about uh, human sacrifice. Yeah, we got they seven people who, who all amazing. know how to play great Speaking instruments. Speaking of goats. Ghosts, you sacrifice, yeah. Everything. Except that's just sacrifice. It's not that's what it works. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to come to the show and you want to yell, uh, you know, you want to hear, uh, I don't know, a bluegrass song about goats, there you go. Or sacrificing of, of said goats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all good. So there's yeah. that. That's coming up. Um, and then in October, we have a show. Uh, another show. This is the first time we're doing this. A whole new spectrum uh, of live. Uh, back yeah. at the Handsome Daughter again, where our first two live shows were. And this show is called uh, Shoot First, Ask Questions Later. Which I thought was kind of funny because he's a photographer. I, I loved it. I thought it was a well put together. We're person. interviewing a bunch of local photographers, including uh, at least one who's been on the show before. I don't have all the names in front of me. I'm not going to. But go to the site, you'll find the names. And uh, it's going to be a roundtable interview uh, QA sort of situation where we're talking to these guys and girls about the work they do, about uh, you know the trials and tribulations of being a concert photographer. And hopefully, yeah. I think we'll get some good fucking stories. Yeah, too. I think so too. Yeah. Based on who some of the people who are going to be there. And uh, we're also going to have some of their work on display at the venue. Yes. Which is super cool. Which is awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, which the Hands of Daughters are a very great venue for. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. because so, it's, it's, it's well lit. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're big supporters of. Of local art yeah. too, so. and it's going to be open to audience participation. So we want people to come in there. If you are looking to become a, a photographer at shows, or you take pictures at shows and want to find out how you can do it, you know, professionally, semi-professionally, or, or anything else, like these are people who have done it for a long time and have a lot of really excellent work to show for it. So yeah, they're, they're they're open for. I have many questions myself. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a really cool topic, and we've talked to a few photographers over the years, uh, mixed in with the musicians and artists and whatever else. And yeah, it's an interesting uh, thing because it. Uh, I feel like. Uh, Photos really kind of contribute to the overall feel of a music scene. I mean, like, punk wouldn't be punk without all the photos that were taken in the 70s. Absolutely. And hardcore, yeah. I mean, like, you look at pictures of Black Flag in the 80s are so iconic. Yeah. John Friedman pictures, right? It's like, this is, this, it would have been different if that didn't exist. And, like, all the sub-pop stuff in the 90s, Charles Peterson's photos are, like, they make that what it is. Like, the grunge thing. Yeah. You know? Like, people in Canada, wouldn't, we wouldn't have ever, ever known what that was about unless we saw those pictures. So it's, it's cool. It's a cool aspect. And we're going way too long. That's October 16th. That's the Handsome Daughter. Go to witchpeace.com, find all the stuff. And we're going to pick one more song. Okay. So you had an idea. I did have an idea because, uh, as we know, as an acronym, GOAT could yeah. stand for greatest of all time. It could. Right? And I think the three of us in the, the trifecta of rambleness yeah. that, we've, uh, that we've, we've kind of got together here today would agree that one of the greatest of all time bands for us, in our opinion, has got to be at the drive-in from it's El Paso, Texas. 100%. Right? It's good band. So yeah. I figured if we could all agree on that, okay. maybe we could all agree on a song. Okay. I really love In Casino Out, but I know Ryan hates it. 
I don't. I, okay. I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate anything that, 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 that those those men have have put out. It is my least favorite of their great albums. That's, Can we just go with the, the obvious one that everyone's heard before and just do one arm scissor? Let's just do one arm. Could do initiation. Or we could we do initiation. Do no, I don't care. I'm not for whatever. I'm do okay. one arm scissor. All right, one arm scissor. Yeah. Let's just do. You know what? I I did relationship command last week, and I forgot. It's I often record. I often spend so much time uh, just re-listening to to older records that I, I leave relationship kind of out. So let's uh, let's do one arm. Well, scissor. That was the first song I ever heard by them. That was the first song I ever heard. And then by I them. became a huge Mars Volta nerd because yeah. of basically because of hearing that. And I, I like the. I mean, I, I know I've said this before on the show. I like the Mars Volta more than the Driving, but I love them both. Yeah. So but, let's uh, let's do one arm scissor because first song at the Driving you ever heard. That has to be it. Yeah, it has right, to be so it. Well. So let's do it. We're gonna close out on uh, at the Driving one arm scissor. Thank you for putting up with me. And me. Amputations, winter glare, wind shit, I've 